Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 69, and I am already starting to speak with Bob. So, hi, Bob. Well, hello. Good afternoon. (laughs) Thank you for doing this today. And thank you for hosting the show and being such a gracious host to fill a void for uh, all of us out there that have a story to tell and uh, at least want to make an attempt to share that with others. Um, You know, uh, an invaluable service you you do uh, for many of us. So thank you. You're welcome. I will say that you and I were just talking about your story. Um. And you share whatever you are comfortable with today. You and I have become a bit of pen pals over the last few months. And you've you've uncovered just some amazing pictures and a lot to your story. And feel free to share whatever you want today. But you did have some terribly violent things happen to some of your family members, um, early, early childhood, long ago history. So... If anyone is easily triggered by that, I just thought it was fair to mention that at the beginning of this story. And again, Bob, just share with whatever you're comfortable with. But I think it's important to mention that because I had a hard I had a hard time reading some of your story. Uh, yeah, and I can understand. And and uh, you know, for me, I don't uh, uh, necessarily have a a filter or uh, you know sometimes a uh, you know, the, the degree of empathy that I should, uh, you know, when I convey some of my, you know, my information. So, you know, I'm, I don't want to offend anybody or stir anything up. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll just add, uh, you know, in, in, in many ways, looking back on my childhood, I thought it was pretty good, you know, in, in general. But, uh, you know, good is a relative term. Uh, if you don't have a reference point for what is normal growing up, then, you know, uh, you know, I, you know, I remember the good things, uh, and, and I'll state up front my, uh, stepfather, uh, now, well, you know, my birth certificate father, now stepfather, uh, had passed away in, uh, September of 1964 and I was four and a half years old and, before that, we were uh, a pretty transient family, if you will. Or, or, you know, sometimes I remember my mom being with us. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I remember other women, you know, being with my dad. Uh, you know, it just, it was, uh, you know, kind of a revolving door. You know, I remember bits and pieces of being raised by other uh, relatives, uh, you know, uh, on my dad's side. And, you know, it just, it's, it's sporadic, but, you know, I have these little pieces of memories, uh, before, you know, age four and a half. And, uh, but ultimately I grew up in a, a small, uh, logging community in North central Idaho. 
And, uh, you know, it was really a great place for a kid. So after my father passed away, um, his mother took us in. She was in her probably mid-60s at the time. She had lost not only her son, but the year before that, her husband. And so, you know, she had, uh, you know, a home, a living allowance to live on from her husband's pension. Um, And so, you know, I I remember all the good things, riding my bike, running in the hills, uh, playing in the woods, uh, delivering papers, you know, just on and on sports, basketball, uh, swimming at the, the local pool. Um, you know, from that perspective, you know, sunshine, fair weather in the Northwest, uh, you know, there's no humidity back there. The population wasn't, it wasn't a very big community probably at the time. Oh, maybe 2,400, uh, you know, 2,600 people at most. So pretty small, pretty spread out farming, logging, that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, just as I, you know, um, you know, after I'll, I'll skip to after my, um, uh, father died, I will say that I didn't know much about my father. Uh, you know, looking back, you know, I knew that you know, again, he died, uh, you know, when I was young. Um, and so I also knew that he'd been married at least once before as had my mother, um, before, uh, my, my brother or my, my two brothers and I were, were born. So I was the oldest out of the bunch. And then uh, 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 one brother was born about 12 months later, and then another brother about two years later. Uh, so, but I also had two half sisters from my dad's previous marriage, um, you know, that lived out in Montana, North Dakota. And we would see them every probably, uh, you know, six or seven, you know, years. They would come out to visit. And I can even remember riding the train out uh, of Idaho uh, across Montana to North Dakota to visit them when I was little. So, you know, there was a connection there. Uh, And, you know, even over the years, you know, we would not stay close necessarily, but we would, you know, keep in touch. So... Uh, you know, I also, uh, you know, remember early in my life living in different places, uh, from California, several places, you know, I remember driving or sitting in the back seat of a car as a kid, uh, going across the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, living in different communities, uh, around Northern Idaho. And, uh, you know, it, it, looking back, it was, you know, I remember the good things, I think. Now, you know, as you know, some of the stuff I I shared with you earlier, uh, as I've been researching the family, uh, you know, I went back and, and I found some things that, you know, my birth certificate father, he had, uh, you know, been charged with uh, raping a, a, a half-sister, uh, my mom's older daughter. Uh, he had also, you know, really been, uh, he'd, you know, uh, ran away with, if you will, the babysitter. I uh, went to California, and uh, the babysitter had tragically drowned, uh, you know, or threw my brother, younger brother, in a bathtub, and uh, he had drowned uh, because he was essentially knocked unconscious, but the water water was too hot for him. And so, you know, I, I think I'm numb to those kind of things, um, you know, from that, but, you know, it's it's something that, you know, I, it just, it happened. 
And uh, so good, bad, and different. Uh, you know, I, I still had a pretty good life growing up. Um, you know, I can remember as a kid with my father, uh, you know, he played musical instruments and, uh, he played at bars, you know, so he'd go in and, and, uh, you know, jam, uh, at the local bar. I can remember sitting outside in the car, you know, probably what, uh, people today would be charged with child neglect over, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and he's in, you know, playing and drinking. And I don't know if he came out and got me. I remember going in the bar. And, you know, getting like a soda, you know, the, you know, the bartender pulled up a soda and I couldn't have been, you know, much more than four years old at the time. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, I, I thought it was interesting, unique smell, musky smell in the bar, you know, distinctly, uh, uh, sticks out in my mind. So, hmm. uh, Bob, I have a question. Sure. It might not be relevant. I was just curious. You're so your birth certificate father, he's, he raped your sister and, yeah. and he was part of, I guess his, whatever, whether it was his, his girlfriend, the babysitter essentially had something to do with the murder of your brother. Right. He was, he, he was still able to raise you. He still had parental rights. You know, I, th- I think that, uh, um, you know, he was probably being, uh, you know, he was probably under, uh, if you will, uh, uh, you know, waiting sentencing. And that's where he took off to California, uh, you know, after that. Uh, um, he ran away or he took you guys with him? I think so. Yeah. And my mom, um, you know, I, I don't know that she was with us, uh, you know, but a little bit of the time. And I just don't remember uh, when we had a house fire, uh, you know, I can remember my mom carrying one of my younger brothers out of the, the burning house and she got her arm all burned and, and, uh, and stuff. But, uh, you know, you know, she essentially saved the, you know, the younger brother from this fire. I mean, it was just, it, there was a lot of chaos, mm-hmm. uh, between, uh, you know, my early years from, uh, 59 up through, uh, really probably, uh, 64, 65. And and there were different women, I think, involved uh, during that time with my father mm. as well. So it wasn't always the same same woman uh, per se. Even though he was on his, uh, as I'd later find out, third marriage uh, to my mom, um, you know, it was kind of a, uh, I guess, a, a hit or miss relationship. I'm not certain. Uh, you know, uh, as I would li- later find out, not many people really cared for my dad or, you know, liked him, uh, you know, I had much respect for him. Um, but, uh, you know, again, he died early and it was just always growing up. It was kind of an, a taboo subject in, in, you know, any part of the family to really talk about him. And I remember, you know, we, we didn't have a whole lot of money, uh, but I just, I didn't know what poor was. I didn't know what, um, you know, I just, you know, kid having fun, you know, I could go fish in the creek when I wanted to, you know, in the summer times, uh, you know, go swimming in either the creek or the local pool. Uh, and, and it really was a, a you know, a good life, uh, from that standpoint. Uh, you know, I got to play with other kids that, you know, um, they had things, uh, they enjoyed life and, uh, you know, they were, you know, would share, you know, either time with their families, uh, they would share, uh, you know, um, uh, just, uh, different holidays, events, things like that. 
I can even remember the the local uh, uh, chief of police wife. She ran uh, yard sales uh, in the community, and she would periodically stop by our house to make sure that uh, you know I had uh, school clothes. Um, you know, just cause we, you know, we had some money, but again, it, it probably wasn't much in the big scheme of things. Uh, but I look back on that here recently and I think, oh yeah, I remember even going to her yard sales and shopping for clothes and, you know, but you know, most of my school pictures are from clothes that, you know, I picked up, uh, you know, at, at her yard sales or she brought to the house. So, um, yeah, that it, it made life. Um, you know, good because there were many people around me that seemed to care about me, uh, and, and they didn't care. So, you know, they didn't worry so much about what my background was or who I was. Uh, so, you know, once I became a, you know, at the front end of being a teenager, I was involved in scouts, uh, and I'd started uh, getting into sports, uh, you know, so football, basketball, track and field. I uh, started traveling different places and, and doing things. And and so from there, it was kind of a normal, uh, I'd say, uh, you know, kid's life, with that, except with the exception of not having a father. And, uh, you know, in some respects, that that may have been good because I, I look at back at it now and, and I grew up unconstrained, uh, which is, is um, different than a lot of folks that, you know, grow up where, you know, they may have a father figure that's a little more domineering. I kind of had to pick and choose what I wanted to do. And I wasn't always on the best road uh, to path, uh, you know, f- uh, forward in life. And multiple times growing up, I had, you know, some mentor in the community, school, a coach, you know, kind of, you know, smack me alongside the head metaphorically and say, hey, um, you know, this is no way to, you know, advance in life. You know, here's the right thing to do, uh, you know, take responsibility, uh, you know, uh, you know, focus your efforts. Uh, you're very capable. And, uh, you know, and, and about that same time, I also started to uh, listen to, you know, motivational books and speakers. I spent a lot of time in the library, things like uh, uh, Zig Ziglar, Ogmandino, uh, Norman Vincent Peale, uh, you know, The Power of Positive Thinking. And I just tried to wrap that into everything that I did, you know, um, and, and, you know, just be positive about life focused and, and not let anything down me. And I think that was, uh, you know, in part a defense mechanism, but, uh, you know, the other part, it was, it was a way out. So, you know, I took kind of a philosophical stand, you know, after I'd screwed up a few times as a kid and just tried to move forward. So. I'm rambling a little bit here uh, as I'm going, but, uh, you know, I just, uh, yeah, after I left that community, somebody talked me into uh, going to college. So I did that uh, on kind of a whim. I'd saved up a little money working in the woods over the summer. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and that turned out well. I ended up graduating, surprisingly enough, because I was an average student in college. Uh, but what I didn't realize uh when I took a, I, I took an army ROTC physical was that, uh, I needed classes and I'd never been to an eye doctor before. So here I am almost out of college <laughs> and I put on these glasses and, and I about fell over because I could see so much suddenly. So, you know, I got a chuckle, uh, but, uh, from there that really changed, uh, how, you know, I functioned, 
Uh, I joined uh, the uh, Army ROTC program because they would pay, uh, you know, it was at the time like 90 bucks a month extra, you know, if you join the program. And uh, I had gotten married uh, about the same time. And I thought, well, this is extra income. I had, uh, you know, essentially worked my way through school uh, doing various jobs and for money that I made over the summer. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, at times I was you know, changing tires in the winter at a local tire shop. I worked in the cafeteria washing uh, dishes and, you know, uh, they had some fancy name for it. Like, you know, uh, you know, head sanitation engineer or something like mm-hmm. that. But, uh, you know, they were, they were all good, you know, probably minimum paying jobs, uh, you know, to help, uh, put a little extra money, uh, you know, in the household. And my wife worked, uh, after we got married, uh, my junior year of college and, uh, or just at the start of it. And, uh, so I joined the army ROTC program said, Oh, I'm just going to check it out. It's not a big deal. And then, you know, they, it had to be the, you know, the sergeant major, he, he spilled the beans. He said, well, you know, what, uh. You know, what do you think of going in the military and Bob serving four years? And, you know, I get one of those looks They're like, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, so, but I ended up doing, uh, you know, uh, 21 years in the military, in the Army. And, wow. you know, it, it was a great, a great time. And, uh, you know, just uh, you know, I always wanted to go, you know, leave, you know, our particular area, you know, that the Army gave uh, not only myself, but, you know, my family a chance to travel be different places. We spent time in Germany, uh, and I spent time in, in Saudi. I spent time in, in the South Korea, um, you know, in, in various uh, posts, uh, camp stations around the United States over the years. So it was uh, it was a good uh, you know a good tourist service, and uh, it just you know it was I won't say it was unusual for somebody from my community or background to go do that, but I, I felt comfortable there. And, uh, you know, I, th- I thought that was interesting. So, uh, thank you for your service. 21 yeah. years. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, you know, you know, that's the, the, the real essence of, of me growing up, I guess. Uh, uh, now I'll, t- I'll transition a little bit, you know, just when, you know, uh, how did I find out all this? And, you know, I gotta have a little bit of backstory here. Um, I say, I would add that I was working in the, in the Pentagon on nine 11. And, uh, after that day, uh, when I got home to my family, I realized I didn't know a whole lot about any of my ancestors. I thought if I died, you know, you know, what, what would I have to, you know, what legacy would I have to hand down to my kids? And it just really kind of left, uh, left me speechless because I, I didn't have anything. So Bob, yeah. Bob, I have to interrupt. Yes. I, Sorry, I'm just sitting here with goosebumps. You were in the Pentagon on 9-11? I was. I was. And, oh, my gosh. And so, you know, but, it, you know, my kids, uh, you know, were in local schools. My son was actually uh, going to school in, in uh, southern Manhattan, and he was close enough to watch the second tower fall uh, from his uh, dorm room. Oh. And so... That must have been a terrible day. It was a long day, to say the least. But the you know the the whole thing you know tying back to the family you know it just 
what I had at the end of that day was my family, you know, minus my son. He was trapped in, in New York City in south, southern Manhattan. So, you know, I, I started this, you know, hunt for who is my family? Where did they come from? And, uh, you know, it, it, over the course of probably 10 years, uh, I had amassed about 13,000 people. And I, you know, hunted down relatives from Minnesota to, you know, eastern Tennessee, you know, just all these different places trying to, you know, figure out who am I. I even found a, uh, you know, get my uh, my birth certificate father's uh, that raised me. Uh, his his father had ran away um, when he was about, uh, you know, a couple of years old, you know, if that, you know, probably a year old and he disappeared and nobody ever, never knew where he went. And so I found his youngest, uh, surviving sister. She was the only one left out of the family. She was in her late eighties at the time. And she lived out in Oregon, uh, near Mount hood, which is beautiful. And, uh, she lived on the, the, uh, Eastern side of Mount Hood, but you could see it right out her, her kitchen window and living room window, just a beautiful place where she was out there. And I would go out and visit her several times. And the first time I just, you know, you go visit somebody and you think I'm going to find something here that looks like me, but I looked through all of her photo albums and, you know, he, you know, listen to stories uh, and everything. And she never knew whatever happened to her brother. Uh, but, uh, nobody, you know, it just, they all look different and they're all real short. I'm tall guy, you know, about six, two and, uh, Ruby was, you know, so, you know, probably standing on a phone book, uh, five eleven uh, at best. And, uh, you know, but just the sweetest, uh, spitfire of a, a woman, you know, I think she lived to be, uh, 99 and we, we still stayed in contact until, uh, you know, towards the end, uh, when dementia really started to set in on her, but tough as nails, you know, gal that, you know, raised, raised, uh, you know, in the early days, uh, it was just, uh, you know, it was really something just to meet her and stuff. So, uh, you know, but I move on to that and all these places I went where I tried researching, uh, family, I just, uh, just couldn't find anything that I related to. So I built up this database, and and uh, I had a good friend that also uh, was doing genealogy. He was adopted, and he he had uh, did uh, genealogy on all of his adopted family, but ran into some brick walls. Kind of found everything he could find. I said, "Well, why don't you think about doing your biological family?" He said, "Well, I don't have much information on them." I said, "Well, take a DNA test." Yeah, maybe. So that Christmas, and this would be Christmas of 2000 and I guess 15, um, I bought him a, um, ancestry test and he thought it was, you know, just, uh, you know, junk mail when he got it. Cause I, I didn't tell him I had sent it to him. So hmm. it came to the house and he almost threw it away. <laughs> he said, Oh, let me get that other garbage. <laughs> and so we took the test and, and over the course of about three or four months, he'd assembled about 2000 people in his database and, uh, you know, of, of his biological relatives to include his parents, uh, and who they were. Um, and it was, it was fascinating. And so I thought, you know, I have all these, 
these dead ends and, you know, things that just don't add up. Let me take one of these tests. So, uh, and I was still working. I left the, the military and still working for the government at the Pentagon. And so every night, uh, uh, you come out of the Pentagon, you, you get your phone because you don't use your phone necessarily uh, in your office there uh, space. And so you come out, you turn it on and I, I ride public transportation, the bus home. So it's probably five thirty at night and you know, I come out, get on my bus, turn my phone on. Okay. New messages, blah, blah, blah. Ancestry. Uh, you know, your, your results are in, you know, that, that, you know, fateful, uh, line that we all get and you're, you know, Oh, oh good. Let me check and see what, uh, what information, maybe I'll find some clues here, you know, about my, uh, my Campbell heritage. And, uh, you know, uh, so I look at the ethnicity. Okay. Yeah, I can buy that. Makes sense. And then I go to the matches and, uh, and I'm just riding the bus home, but, you know, I just kind of, I scroll to the first match. Well, don't know who that is. Scroll to the next one. And so this went on for about the top five matches. And I had absolutely no clue uh, who, the, who these people were. Uh, and then about uh, number six, I, I recognized the name of a first cousin on my mom's side. And so I thought, well, okay, so they got my mom's side right. But I don't know about my, my dad's side. But, you know, it didn't take long to go, you know, I probably got a different dad. Uh, you know, just in the back of my mind, I'd been doing enough genealogy, uh, and stuff. And so, but I didn't uh, really understand centimorgans or, uh, you know, any of that. And, uh, so I went home and I didn't say anything to my wife and, you know, I did a little research that night, uh, looking at, uh, um, you know, just on, on, you know, the internet, and uh, I got up early the next morning, same thing, you know, looked at some stuff and, you know, I thought, well, why don't I send this, this person, uh, who I share about 900 Senate Morgans with an email say, you know, uh, you know, and it said something to the, you know, I'll abbreviate a little bit in a humorous way, but you know, who the hell are you and how'd you get my DNA? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it was a, uh, uh, you know, a gal that I would learn younger gal in her forties, uh, in North Carolina. And I don't know anybody from North Carolina. And, uh, you know, so we, we bantered back on email a little bit and she goes, let me call my mom. You know, she'd send me an email, you know, I'm, I'm going to call my mom this and that. I said, well, this is who I am. This is where I grew up. And these are, you know, kind of, you know, my life uh, stories, but, you know, I would have had to probably be you know, conceived in, in this, uh, you know, general region in Northern Idaho uh, is all, all I can think. Uh, and so she would just keep coming back and she goes, just what you told me. I called my mom and she knows some of these same people and she remembers going to, uh, you know, an aunt Verdi's who was my grandmother to get stuff from her garden, you know, and I'm like, huh, I don't remember anybody. I mean, I remember a lot of people coming to our house. My grandmother had these gardens. She would sell, uh, vegetables and some fruit. Uh, out of it, uh, you know, to supplement our, our income. And, uh, you know, uh, we had a lot of people come and go, but it's, it's possible, you know, we could have met there or something. I, j I just didn't know. So we go back and forth. And uh, finally she said, let me, uh, you know, I, I shared my Facebook page was what it was. 
And uh, she came back and she's, you know, with the thing, she said, can I call you? Sure. And she said, oh my God, you look just like my grandpa. <laughs> you know, I said, okay. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I'd looked at the trees. I knew I was in the ballpark for, you know, what family that I probably was connected to. Uh, I figured out there were a number of brothers, uh, like five or six brothers from that family. Um, and so, uh, you know, by the, uh, next morning of us going back and forth and then talking a little bit on the phone. And then, uh, the next morning I get up and I still don't know absolute, uh, but I have a pretty good idea who my biological father is. And, uh, you know, I have the two emails, uh, one's from ancestry and one is from, uh, uh, this, uh, this gal I'd been talking to in North Carolina. So I open it up first and, and her name's Angie. Angie says, good morning, uncle Bob. Welcome to the family. And, uh, holy crap. And then I opened up the uh, ancestry one and, and in Angie's email, she articulates, uh, aunt, uh, Randa, she posted her DNA last night too. So as it would be, this is my new half sister. We did um, DNA tests at the exact same time, um, you know, give or take, uh, you know, 56 years later, um, uh, because uh, we're four months difference in age. Mm. And so, you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, fascinating. And then about within a week, uh, my aunt, uh, you know, from my, my, uh, dad's younger sister, my biological father's younger sister, she also posted her DNA. So what I didn't know is there had been a big rush, you know, at one of their family reunions to collect uh, uh, DNA samples and, uh, you know, send in kits. So I start having all these relatives popping up just right and left. And again, it's all, at, you know, virtually the exact same time I take the test, uh, which was just fascinating, uh, mm -hmm. you know, from, from that aspect. So, I, you know, I see, uh, if you will, I sit on that information, kind of evolve it. And I, I wait for, you know, I know, um, Sunday morning. And so probably mid morning, my wife and I, you know, we're making breakfast and stuff. And then I sit down and, and stuff, <laughs> you know, at the a small table in the, in the kitchen. And I said, there's something I need to tell you. And uh, she looks at, you know, she, you know, I, and I never do that with her. Uh, per se, but you know, she gets that uncomfortable feeling. Okay, well, what is it? Are you gonna die or what? And I said, Well, you know, I took that DNA test, and she just she gave me one of those, you know, just glares. Oh shit! And uh, uh, you know, I said, My DNA test indicates I have a different biological father. And she, I mean, she just physically, you know, bent over. She was, you know, you know, sick. Uh, and then she straightens up. She looks at me. I told you, you didn't belong to that family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> so that was a, a joke between us growing up, uh, you know, if you will, in our year, early years and uh, stuff, because I just didn't look like anybody in, in my family and uh, stuff. So uh, give or take about uh, 30 days later, I went out to Idaho and, and met some of the relatives, uh, specifically the aunt 
and her daughter, who's the genealogist for, for that, uh, uh, the new family's line. She's the main genealogist. And so they came to the town that I was in and, uh, um, you know, we met on a, you know, let's say a, sen- a Sunday uh, or maybe a Saturday. They, they came and, and they brought me this huge photo album that they had assembled over the last month of all the family history and leather bound, uh, you know, nice, uh, you know, fancy, uh, you know, photo album. And they said, here's your family history. <laughs> you got a lot to catch up on. Let us know if you have any questions kind of a thing. And we visited for about a half a day. And it, it was just fascinating to see all these relatives. Now, suddenly I look like all of them. And uh, it was just, it was something to take in. But even even uh, when we, we went uh, back, um, I had, uh, uh, we had flown in and I stopped at a local rental um, place like Enterprise Rental. And... Uh, you know, this is one of the, you know, the weird stories, I guess. And there's several of them in here. Uh, I'm renting a car. I'm talking to a young, you know, gentleman in his probably late twenties or so that worked there and you know, chit chat. And I say, yeah, you know, I took one of those dang DNA tests, found some new family. And, uh, you know, I, I said, they, you know, I live up around, uh, you know, and I, I stated the town's name. He said, oh, that's where I grew up. And stuff. So we chatted a little bit more, and I said, "Well, do you know anybody, buddy, buddy, by this family name?" Uh, and he said, "Yeah." Uh, and I said, "Well, this is my biological father," and I gave gave his name. And his eyes got about as big around as silver dollars. <laughs> he looked at me. He said, "That's my uncle." <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you know, and so you know, I mean, we just kind of went, "Holy smokes!" And so he was actually. Was that your- that was your cousin then. Yeah, it was my first cousin. So yeah, oh I, I extended my arm, you know, or my hand, and and uh, <laughs> said, "Nice to meet you, cousin." <laughs> so he would be a first cousin. Now he, my uh, my uh, grandparents had divorced, and the grandmother had married again and had two sons, and he was the child of of the youngest uh, of those two sons. And stuff. So, uh, same little town, uh, you know, I say little, about 25,000 people. Um, my sister in law works uh, at, at the local high school um, in that, you know, the uh, uh, cafeteria. Um, and uh, her boss, she's telling my story to. And as she's telling him, she said, Well, what's the name? And, you know, she mentions the family name and then she says, Well, um, which, which person is his father? Well, I don't know. I don't remember. Let me find out. She comes back the next day and tells her the name. Well, that's my uncle. <laughs> so my sister-in-law had worked for another first cousin. <laughs> oh my god! And all this. So I just, you know, and, and there are just all these little weird things, uh, that, that kind of evolved, uh, you know, in this story. So yeah, I, I I spent time visiting back to the the aunt and the her daughter the the cousin who's the genealogist. Great time and uh, a sister, uh, an older sister, uh, about four years older. Um, she also showed up, and 
you know, we met too. And, and all of them looked at me like they were looking at a ghost. And, it, you know, you get that weird feeling when somebody just kind of stares, and nobody usually stares at me at all. And I may be weird, but uh, I'm not that weird, I don't think. But, uh, you know, they just, they would just look at me and, and it, it, you know, they would just say, listen, you, you sound like uh, your dad. You walk like him. You have the same mannerisms. You know, and just uh, even the way you eat something is exactly like me. Again, nature, nurture, you you just don't know, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, what's going on there. So we did do a family reunion the next year, or or I would, they do a a family reunion every two years. So in 2017, I did go back and, and spend, you know, two or three days with family members, new family members. And the same thing. I mean, it was like a you know walking into a room with a bunch of me, uh, me's all over the room. You know, just variations, and even their kids. You know, uh, personalities. Uh, you know, just uh, things I could pick up. You know, very very distinctly, uh, and stuff. Um, yeah. Well, that must have been so surreal to be surrounded by all these people that have similar mannerisms and it, looks to you it was especially when you know the whole time growing up i had always been uh, you know the odd person out i go anywhere i'm you know i'm the tall kind of blonde reddish uh, blonde hair uh kid uh, you know growing up i'm you know a foot you know or a head taller than anybody else in the room and uh, you know just you know i, I was no uh, no small kid i think in seventh grade i was six two and you know, give or take 200 pounds so, you know, just, I, I matured real early, uh, and then never really grew after that. But, uh, um, you know, I could, I, I could get away with a lot of things, adult things at that age that, uh, you know, most kids couldn't, um, you know, and I probably won't say those on here, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, you know, there were, there were pluses and minuses of, of not, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I, 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 uh, don't have any regret uh, about all of this, uh, you know, in, in retrospect, um, you know, looking back, I mean, you know, we all are given a path, uh, and sometimes we just don't realize that, you know, we've got to use that path to kind of build, to go on, to help others, just like you, you know, you and your experiences, Lily, um, you know, things happen in your life. They empower you to do things. And, you know, in your case, you're, you're affecting thousands of people, you know, if not tens of thousands and, uh, you know, uh, and even down the road, that may be, you know, hundreds of thousands, um, you know, as time goes on for, for your effort. But I think we're all put here to do something. We're all given a path and, uh, you know, that's, that's just how I choose to look at it. You know, because back to, I think, the, my positive uh, thinking, uh, you know, outlook early in life as a survival skill, um, you know, that's, that's uh, where I go. Now, you know, I, I mentioned, uh, you know, my sister did the, the DNA test essentially at the same time I did, along with a number of other relatives. Also mentioned that, uh, you know, for years I'd been, uh, in, in one of the emails I sent you, um, uh, I, I've been obsessed with collecting what they call log drive pictures. So the local river where I grew up, uh, they do an annual log drive and it's, it's quite the event, but essentially they, they move, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of pieces of timber down river 
about 60 miles to a sawmill and you know they have all this floating uh, uh you know paraphernalia boats you know and uh, you know they're you know work, you know loggers are working log jams they call them river rats they call them a number of things uh but it's an annual event and, and it's kind of the olympics of logging if you will on the river and uh, a number of states have these or had them in years past and uh, so what i realized after talking with one of my sisters is that uh, she said, uh, oh, yeah, Dad always uh, wore a yellow hat, uh, you know, when he, he participated in the log drives. And so I know he was on the last one. And so when I went back to look at the, uh, you know, the pictures that I had, I actually had, you know, five or six uh, pretty good photos of him participating in this log drive that I didn't even know why I was so obsessed with uh, collecting these pictures. Um, you know, and, and it just, uh, you know, it's amazing how, how that happens. Or uh, another little side story, um, when we were back for the reunion, my fa- I took my family too, my son, daughter, grandson, uh, son-in-law and, uh, uh, a wife and, and we had a nice visit and everything. And then I don't know, we were waiting somewhere, uh, in a local park. And my grandson went over to, uh, uh, I'll call it one of these little sand shovels. And he was playing with the, the sand shovel. You know, it's kind of a, a uh, you know, almost a, like a mini backhoe. Uh, it's got a bucket on it that'll dig in the sand. And then they got two arms. You pull them back and forth. And then you can spin like on a pivot uh, and dump the sand in, a, in another pile. And so he was playing with that quite a bit. So we took a couple pictures. Well, later that, uh, that week when I'm visiting my, um, uncle who lived in that uh, nearby, uh, you know, uh, that town, uh, he's shown me some photos and he's got a photo of, of my biological father on that very exact same shovel. And, you know, oh and, and he's, he's in his, let's say probably sixties and he's playing on it. And it was just, uh, you know, it was just weird that my mm-hmm. grandson was drawn to it. Uh, but you know, here's a picture of my, uh, biological father, biological. you know, also, uh, you know, playing on the same thing <laughs> and I almost the, the, s- the same angle same. and everything. So, oh, I see this. Oh, this is amazing. Your coincidences are just nonstop. They well, really are. And, and, yeah. And they, they, they go on and on. I would, uh, you know, I would say that, uh, I would add that, um, you know, through my life, I, uh, you know, I always felt somebody was watching over me, as weird as that sounds. Uh, don't know who, but, you know, I, I will say I've probably had, you know, a good five or six, you know, close to death experiences, accidents, driving off the road, um, you know, um, 9-11, you know, all those kind of things where I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Or, you know, if I was in the river and I went underwater and and uh, didn't have a life jacket, and and the water swept me along. I just happened to snag that right thing, or just come up for air at the right time, you know. After I hit my head on a rock, or you know something. But I always felt like somebody was there watching me. And when I, you know, go back and add all those things up, you know, it's just it's almost beyond coincidence. It's it's just kind of weird that somebody, you know, uh, was seemed to be pointing me in the right direction. So I, I'll throw that in there. And then I'm gonna, I would mention clues. Um, you know, growing up, uh, you know, I can't tell you the number of people, probably a hundred times growing up or more, 
people would ask me, are you adopted? And I just, no, you know, cause I, I didn't know any better. I just uh, no, uh, and stuff. Um, I was in uh, high school and, and a friend of mine moved from a local, uh, school, uh, local town. And he, um, what I want to say as he, uh, you know, moved to our area, you know, we became good friends and we'd ride around, but he still worked at a, uh, a shop. I'll call it a, uh, mechanic shop for logging trucks, uh, back in his old town. And, uh, and that's where my biological father and uncle lived. And he would come back, uh, after some of the weekends and he said, you gotta be related to these people. You look just like them. You act like them. He said, you've got to be, and he'd just be adamant about it. I'd say, nope, not related to them. You know, they may be distant cousins, but nope, not related to them. And he was actually working with my my biological father and my uncle. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, and didn't know it. And I, you know, I, I just told him, nope, you're wrong. So I finally called him, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe six months ago or so. Uh, and found, you know, found him, got a phone number from his sister. I called him. I said, you know, you know something to the effect of, uh, you know, Steve, uh, I'm going to tell you two things. Uh, you know, uh, the first, you were right. He said, well, I never hear that. <laughs> Cause he's kind of a, you know, a mouthy guy, you know, uh, per se. he's pretty opinionated and stuff. And, uh, uh, and, and my, and second, I said, I'm going to say my sister, uh, wants to tell you hi. Well, he knew I didn't have any sisters. So he said, okay. <laughs> and then I proceeded to tell him the story and he went, holy smokes. So, you know, that was just uh, interesting. Even in college, uh, I had a friend from, um, you know, the town where my biological uh, father grew up. This is clue. I don't know. I'll call it clue three that uh, told me um, you know, you got to be related to this family. You just look like them. And now again, um, you know, and I, I pushed it off. Now I do remember, you know, after all this, you know, chitter chatter about, uh, you know, clues in, in retrospect, when you're looking back, I, I distinctly remember meeting my biological father. Um, when we were, uh, walk, my mom and I were walking to the local fair I was probably, let's say, seven years old, maybe, um, you know. And so we're going to the fair, um, you know. My grandmother may have given me, you know, five bucks or something to, you know, spend on some of the booths there or rides. And as we're walking, um, you know, uh, down to the park where the fair was, I remember seeing these, uh, you know, if you will, loggers coming up the other side of the street and, uh, you know, uh, one of them was waving at my mom. And, uh, so he breaks off from the other two guys he was with and he walks over and he, you know, he, he starts talking to her and, you know, they seem like they knew each other. And I just remember my mom acted different. You know what I mean? You know, mm -hmm. she was a little, you know, um, you know, not embarrassed by any means, but you know, giddy, you know, is probably mm -hmm. the, the closer word. And I always thought to myself, well, you know, you know, she goes, oh, I know, you know, old Roland, I, I know him. Uh, we grew up together in the same town and, uh, you know, uh, you know, he's been around for a long time. I've known his family, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. 
and stuff. But, uh, you know, I remember he engaged me for a little bit. And, Hi, how are you? You know, or so you're Joyce's boy, too. I, you know, and I got to think in my mind that it didn't run through his mind. Hmm, I wonder if that's my son. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I didn't necessarily look like my mom at all. Um, and, and I say that uh, because I also had another brother from my biological father. And we, we actually played sports against each other several times. Uh, and there's just no way in my mind that I, I can fathom that my biological father, who I knew was at the game, had to be at the game, didn't uh, at least entertain that possibility in his mind. Mm-hmm. Is my son mm-hmm. playing against my son here? Oh, wow. And, uh, and stuff. Because it was, a, you know, a small area and, and you know, uh, the local communities played each other in, in uh, sports. That wasn't uh, uncommon, not only football, but basketball. I know for sure we played each other in basketball uh, and stuff. So I had also done a uh, um, family tree DNA test back in 2007, uh, trying to find my Campbell uh, roots. Uh, I think it was a Y chromosome test specifically. And uh, so... I did that test looking for, excuse me, uh, you know, just looking to see if I could solve some of my Campbell mysteries. And uh, the manager for the test wrote me back and said, well, so you don't fit any of the normal 66 groups for Campbells that we have, but we'll start number 67 for you. I said, okay. So I, I looked in the matches and I actually saw one of my great grandfather's but I was too stupid to realize it, <laughs> you know, but that was really the early days of, of, uh, you know, DNA testing in 2007. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it just, uh, uh, it's one of those things where years later, when I went back and relooked what the information that I had, um, if I didn't known what I was looking at and understood a little bit better, I probably could have figured it out even back then. Mm-hmm. And my biological father had died in 2013. Uh, January 2013. So we we never got a chance to meet, other than that one time with my mom that I remember. Uh, when did your mom pass away? Uh, she uh, got dementia. Um, you know, in the around late 1990s, 2000, and she passed away in 2009. Mm-hmm. And then I, I had another half brother, my only surviving half brother. Uh, from my mother, uh, he died uh, in 2010. So shortly thereafter, at a pretty young age, but he had kind of abused his body young, uh, you know, through uh, you know uh, drug abuse and and uh, probably a little drinking and everything, and and it's, his body just never recovered from that uh, that mm-hmm. pattern uh, of life. And and to look at him, to compare him against me, uh, you know. Uh, dark skin, jet black hair. Um, you know, we looked nothing alike. We acted, you know, didn't act alike. We, you know, it was like oil and water when we were around. Um, you know, that, that alone was, uh, you know, probably initial, uh, clue there. Now my, my mom had also, uh, when I was in the military, sent me an obituary back in the early eighties. And she sent it to me two times, which was really odd because she didn't normally send obituaries unless if it was somebody that I really, you know, knew or was close to the family. And I got this obituary of, you know, this 
uh, this, you know, uh, guy that was you know, a couple of years younger than me. Uh, and, uh, he had died, uh, in 1984. And so I, I finally called her and I said, you sent me this obituary twice. Why? Well, it's somebody that you probably just, you know, I think you played basketball against him and stuff, but I just wanted to make sure you had that. And I, okay. And I kept it for a number of years, but I, you know, finally as we, between moving in the military, you know, I, I pitched it somewhere along the line. Well, that was my half brother from my uh, father's side. He had, uh, he had died, uh, um, you know, uh, unexpectedly in 2004. I mean, in, I'm sorry, uh, 1984. 84. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so that, my initials line up with my dad's uh, name, uh, strangely enough, uh, my mm. first and, and middle middle name. Uh, the names aren't the same, but the initials are, are, are telling. Uh, mm-hmm. If you will, uh, you know, I think these are all little subtle things that my mom, you know, kind of put in place. Now, my mom wouldn't hurt a fly. She wouldn't, you know, tell a lie. She'd tell the truth, you know, generally. But she was very protective of her kids. And after having her her daughter taken away from her, um, you know, after what my stepfather had done, and she'd been put in adoptive services after losing a son, you know, I just don't think that, you know, uh, and, and she had in her first marriage, she had been beaten pretty severely, uh, mm-hmm. by her first husband. He was an alcoholic and, and, uh, you know, physical abuser. And I didn't realize all that until after the fact, when I went back to, you know, talk to other people that knew her and stuff, but, uh, you know, her first husband would just beat the crap out of her. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, until you step into your mom's shoes, it's, it's tough to, to pass that judgment. Um, yeah. you know, of, of why didn't they tell you, you know, if they knew and stuff, I think she was just trying to protect, um, you know, the, the one, you know, one, one of the things that she had in her life that was constant and, and, uh, kind of good. And then that she could be proud of and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. you know, yeah, your mom was in these very abusive relationships. I mean, also, it sounds like your birth certificate father was an abusive man. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he just, I think he was, you know, somewhere between, you know, just, uh, you know, a deviant, yeah. <laughs> you know, sexual deviant, you know, for women. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause he yeah. chased, he chased them, you know, like uh, there was no tomorrow. Um, you know, I think he had some good, good parts of him, but not very many, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, you know, if he'd, if he'd lived and I would have found out later, uh, you know, I probably would have killed him myself, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and, you know, that's a blessing for me that he died early, uh, yeah. and stuff. So, you know, I, beyond, you know, putting, going out and, and, uh, you know, searching for information a number of years ago, I started a, uh, an area, if you will, history Facebook page for where I grew up to try to get information to better understand my, not only my mom's life, uh, my biological father's, uh, life, but my, uh, you know, just that whole family kind of mix. And so it has actually provided me, you know, probably a dozen people that knew one or the other, and it pro- provided me some pretty good, you know, insight on who they were in those early years and the relationships and stuff. Some of them have even sent me pictures and stuff. And I've, I ended up with very few pictures, uh, you know, of the, from the family, um, you know, but, uh, running, uh, you know, if you will, managing this history Facebook page for that local area, 
uh, really feels uh, fills a void, uh, you know, not only for that area to share historical information, but for me to you know gather information on on the family uh, and the and the early years, the background, what it was like there and stuff. So that's you know using Facebook for me has been you know a, a means to to find out more beyond what I could find out in Google or you know a local library or an archive uh, and stuff. But getting firsthand stories from people. Um, uh, and, and, you know, and, and them you know, continuing to contact me or send me stuff, mm-hmm. uh, that's been really good. And then the, the, uh, DNA thing, uh, I have, you know, since, uh, you know, become kind of a fanatic about one helping people, uh, and two, you know, putting my DNA out there, not only ancestry 23 and me, which, yeah, uh, those are the pay for services, but there are a number of free services, you know, like my heritage, FT, uh, DNA, GEDmatch, of course, living DNA and, uh, GenaNet are all free. Uh, and so I've uploaded to those and, and, uh, I've assisted probably another, I don't know, maybe 15 people so far find their, um, you know, relatives, um, you know, that they've been looking for, whether that's their parents or, I've helped, uh, you know, moms reconnect with kids they put up for adoption. Mm. Um, you know, it's just, it's, I, you know, I love sol- solving a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been fortunate enough that, uh, you know, I can help some folks. You know, sometimes you know, there just aren't enough clues out there to help everyone. Uh, but you try. Um, well, you're good at this. Well, I, you know, I'm I'm a novice. I, you know, I'm, I'm by no means a, a search angel status. But you know, I clearly I'm honest. I don't ask anybody for anything. I just say, listen, if I can help you, um, you know, then I, I'm going to do that. Uh, and sometimes I get some pretty bizarre, you know, requests. You know, when I say bizarre, there just isn't much information out there. I mean, I've had mm-hmm. put people in databases before, and nobody shows up on either side of the family. Is how how bizarre they are. Um, so you know, you're just going, wow. Um, I have to ask you about these pictures and yes, I'll, I'll just describe them. Cause you described really, you know, the interesting, you gave a, a, a description of the log drive of the community you were from. And these pictures are beautiful, but they're, they're old, but it shows these loggers standing on these timbers. You can see your birth father in his yellow hat you speak of. Um, I mean, it's really actually quite amazing watching all these timbers, these logs go down this river of this community. But where did you get these, not only the pictures, but you even have newspaper articles. And I'm just describing them, obviously. It's a podcast, so you just have to imagine them. But is it because you work for the Pentagon? You have oh, no, access? no, no. It's a completely <laughs> a, a, an independent uh, hobby. Uh, but you know, from from sure. books, magazine articles on it, mm-hmm. uh, siblings have provided uh, photos, uh, mm-hmm. new siblings uh, of photos. They're uh, beautiful pe- pictures. People off of the log drives, uh, running the Facebook page, uh, say, "Oh yeah, I remember you know your dad, and here's here's a picture, uh, you know, and and uh, you know, um, it's just really you know." They, they seem to kind of come out of the woodwork, but I've been so obsessed with the log drive for you know, a good 15 years in collecting these pictures uh, as they come up in, in different uh, articles and stuff. Um, 
you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I've, I've been kind of hoarding them almost. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, when I learned the story of the yellow hat, in fact, uh, Disney made a movie uh, as part of the that last log drive called uh, Charlie the Lonesome Cougar. And, uh, and my father, my biological father is actually in that as well, you know, as just a, not an extra, I guess an extra, you know, on the, I think the Wanigan as they're, uh, you know, going down the river, uh, and stuff, but, uh, you know, it's just fascinating. And I used to enjoy that, uh, that particular, um, you know, uh, movie a lot when I was a kid growing up, but I didn't know my biological dad was in it. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Now, you know, I'll say that, uh, you know, I, I sidestep a, a story b- before I forget, but it, it's pretty neat. Um, I, I told you earlier about Ruby, the, uh, uh, you know, the great aunt from my uh, birth uh, certificate father's uh, uh, grandfather's younger oh, yes. brother. So lived yes. out in Oregon, uh, Mount Hood, and, and she gave me this beautiful handmade uh, artisan quilt made, you know, it was made for her mother's, it was, uh, her, her great, I guess it'd be her grandmother's wedding gift for her mother. And so her, her grandmother and her aunts, uh, on one side of the family had all gotten together, made this beautiful quilt. I mean, just, just exceptional, um, you know, velvets and, you know, all this, this really nice material hand stitched. And then, you know, I don't know if they the decorative stitches on top of that uh, and put together, but uh, this uh, quilt had survived very well in, in uh, Aunt Ruby's uh, uh, cedar chest. And so she knew she was getting old, and she said, I'd like you to have this. You care about our family history. And uh, so we had it for a number of years at our house here, uh, you know, hanging up, and we'd bring it out and, you know, keep it uh, – uh, you know, kind of as museum, you know, quality as we could, uh, you know, bring it out and stuff. But um, uh, my, I, I mentioned I had two half sisters from my uh, uh, birth certificate father's uh, uh, earlier marriage, and uh, again, I stay in touch with them uh, and stuff. But uh, I still had the the itch to find out you know, more about that family. So I, I talked them into both doing a DNA test, ancestry DNA test. And I found another, uh, half sibling of theirs. So I think, you know, me doing my DNA test generated mm. no less than, you know, 15 other people finding new relatives that are either, you know, related directly to me or, you know, indirectly, you know, friends, uh, you know, from this, I mean, it just kind of snowballed. So this new, um, half, half sibling of theirs, uh, was younger than them, uh, but kind of between my mom and, uh, between their mom, but she, uh, he was actually still married to her mom, the, uh, my birth certificate father. So he had an affair, uh, while he was working in one of the logging communities, my, did I get this right? Uh, birth certificate father, uh, the asshole. And, uh-huh. uh, he had a child or she, she had a child. And then, uh, I don't know that he ever knew that, but he had taken a DNA test, but he popped up, you know, pretty high on the, the level. So I actually knew his wife back, back to the Facebook page, contact his wife. And I said, you know who these, uh, 
these people are. He said, well, yeah, they're my, my in-laws. Uh, and I thought, well, who's this person? Well, that's my husband. Holy smokes. So I explained it to her and it took about a day for her to process it. She's a little bit older, but she, you know, took that information in. So ultimately, uh, he figured out who, who his biological father, because he always knew that something was different back Mm -hmm. to, back to the quilt. I felt so, uh, not bad, but, uh, I felt the quilt didn't belong to me. You know what I mean? Here's a quilt that's, that's Mm -hmm. a family heirloom heirloom, uh, you know, and, and it just, it was made with such love and care and, and it is, you know, it's museum quality. Just, it's beautiful. Uh, you know, it hundred is, and yeah. hundred and almost 50 years old. So I asked him if they would be interested in it, the new uh, son. I said, you don't have anything from this family. You know, I stumbled upon you, but, uh, I will, you know, uh, I will mail this to you uh, because I, I just f- don't feel like I'm the rightful owner. I'm a, a, uh, a caretaker of it and it really belongs, uh, you know, in the family. So I wrote a, a nice story as I remember Ruby telling me how her uh, grandmother and her aunts, uh, if I get that right. Yeah. Her aunts all, uh, you know, assembled this quilt and, and, you know, kind of the love that went into it. And, you know, her, her grandparents, but it was for her, her, uh, her mom's, uh, wedding gift from her mother. And, uh, anyway, I put all that together and, uh, and mailed it out and they were, uh, truly touched. So I mm. felt, felt like I had done the right thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, mm, getting it out. Very thoughtful. This I'm, I'm looking at pictures of this quilt. It is, the stitching is so unique. I mean, this definitely is a family heirloom. I think oh. they call it a crazy quilt. Ah, crazy quilt. How thoughtful of you to, you know, with the newfound family information to reach out and to offer that. Right. And that's, that's something I've thought of as some of the family heirlooms handed down to me that were especially important and precious and thinking, oh, I'm not really the rightful owner of this, am I? That's well, I, I think something there, I think a lot of people handle yeah. or have to have to deal with. Right. I think some things are, you know, that, you know, probably, you know, if, if you spend enough time and everything, and I, I really did treasure my time with, uh, you know, uh, my great aunt Ruby, uh, as Mm -hmm. I I knew her at the time and, you know, she had passed before I ever learned my, my, uh, you know, real biological connection. So I'd gone back to most of the, the family and said, Hey, um, uh, you know, I, I thought it was related, but you know, uh, this is the real story. And mm-hmm. they, they said, okay. And even my half sister, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, you can just forget about that crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm fortunate that I have the family I left, you know, distant cousins, but I also have, uh, and there aren't many of them, uh, but my new family uh, have been, exceptionally, uh, uh, receiving from A to Z. Um, and it, it's just, you know, uh, you know, I know not everybody's experience is as, as good, uh, or has as happy ending. And, you know, as yours, uh, you know, had some, you know, some rough spots with the acceptance, but you know, there are just different types of people out there. Some people, you know, just, uh, choose to, uh, they don't want to be embarrassed or, you know, they're controlling or whatever it may be. Um, I had no expectations going into this. And even when I found out and then I, I 
you know, walked my mom's path as best I could. I, you know, I realized, wow, I can't pass any judgment here. She, you know, I maybe had a crappy life when I was, was young, uh, but I was really fortunate and it made me who I am today and I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, but on the flip side, uh, you know, my mom's life was, you know, really, uh, you know, had some, you know, bad moments in it over the years mm-hmm. and stuff. And so, you know, I'm, I'm blessed that she was my mom. She took care of me. Uh, she supported me, you know, I can really do no wrong in her eyes. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I've met a family now that, you know, seems to kind of like me. I haven't worn out my welcome with them yet. And, uh, you know, some new sisters, uh, who, uh, I love and adore. Uh, and even, even one of the sisters who is the middle sister, she wasn't necessarily on board with me right away. I'd sent her a couple Facebook messages. She thought I was a scammer. And so even when I showed up to her house, she looked at me like, you know, uh, who are you and what do you want? But then as she looked at me, you could just see her eyes going, oh, crap. <laughs> he looks just like my dad. <laughs> wow. And, you know, we've we've actually grown pretty close uh, since then. And, uh, um, you know, she's got her own story. But, uh, you know, I just I, I cherish, uh, you know, the opportunity to have sisters, uh, you know, have these aunts and uncles, um, you know, for the family themselves, one of the uncles. Uh, had had been a POW in the Korean War, fought in the first battle, uh, died in a North Korean uh, prison camp uh, in in the first year of the war, and uh, the family didn't have much information. So fortunately for me, where I work, uh, I've got you know some access to to get some of that uh, information, uh, and it's normal request channels. But I just happened to talk to a couple knowledgeable folks that you know, uh, pointed me in the right direction, but I was able to recover, uh, or get a set of uh, medals presented to the family, uh, uh, to the next of kin, uh, had a flag, uh, several flags flown over the Pentagon, uh, in his behalf on his his 70th uh, anniversary of his death, which was uh, third, just on the 31st of December, uh, of this last year and, uh, send those out to the family. And then just the the written history and research. Uh, there's actually a, a group of folks uh, that that's all they do for POWs that uh, don't make it home. Uh, they you know they follow up. You know, family did DNA uh, testing uh, through the army. Uh, case if their remains are ever recovered from uh, North Korea, all oh, those kind of things. Yeah. So so very fascinating. So I you know it's. It, it's like I'm I'm a person that family needed to you know to put some things together and and to be able to help them. So I've, I've been thankful that again they tolerate me and <laughs> they accept me and and uh, you know I can contribute a little bit. Oh, absolutely! And Bob, I I forgot to ask you this before I pressed record today. Uh, normally, towards the end of the episode, I ask if um, someone wants to know more about you, how could they do that? Or how could they reach out to you? Is that even an option for you? I forgot. Sorry. I forgot to mention. Yeah, that before. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, they can reach out to me directly uh, or they can reach out through you, whatever's easiest. It, it doesn't matter. I can give my uh, email. It's just a Gmail address. 
uh, and that's uh, O-R-O-F-I-N-O-M-A-N-I-A-C-7-8 at gmail.com. And that's the, the town I grew up in, and it's our high school mascot. So Orofino Maniac 78, 78 at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and stuff. I'm, you know, again, I, I, uh, uh, you know, I've got more than, than, uh, you know, plenty of stuff to work on my, you know, I mentioned my wife early, just that she's tolerated me and my obsession with this, uh, thing, but it's, it's a healthy obsession to a point other than it has taken away from my family at time. Uh, you know, I, I owe her so much for being supportive of me. Uh, but I know that, uh, you know, as I'm sitting at the computer for hours on end sometime, or at least, you know, this last four years or now five, I guess almost, uh, you know, it has taken away from our relationship. So I'm a little negligent. So I'm working to try to recover that a little bit and, and do, uh, do better at, uh, I do that because you can become so obsessed with this. It's, it's just insane. Uh, yeah. you know, trying to, to find answers that are probably, you know, you may never find what you have to do is find your happy place. What makes you happy? Where are you going to go? You know, what are you going to do for you and, and how are you going to contribute to help others out there? And, uh, so I put my DNA every place I can, you know, in all these, uh, databases so that, uh, others can find their way. Uh, because not only are we looking for people, but other people are looking for their people. And uh, you know, I think that's an important aspect to keep in mind. Mm. Yes. And thank you for crediting your wonderful wife. All of us have, you know, a lot of us have spouses that are putting up with us as we're obsessed with this. And and it's a balancing act, isn't it? From being consumed with what we're learning and what we're finding to sometimes just having to step away from it for a while. It, it is. It, it is a, a balancing act. And I, you know, I probably get, uh, you know, a scale from one to 10, maybe about a, a four sometimes in relationship skills. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm a little slow. I just assume a lot of things and, and I don't always consider those around me. So I'm a little self-centered. I know those things. Uh, it's my personality type. Um, but you know, um, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I owe her so much and mm-hmm. you know, she, you know, she has taken care of me all these years, uh, years and years in the military. Uh, I think, uh, out of a military career, I was probably gone away from home better than six or seven years, uh, you know, wow. de- deployed places, you know, just gone. Uh, you know, uh, you get a phone call Friday to leave on, you know, Saturday or Sunday, and then I can't tell you when I'm coming back and, and, uh, you know, or if I'm coming back, you know, my insurance paid oh, really? up, I got a will, you know, I've got all my shots, uh, you know, here's, uh, here's power of attorney, good luck. And, uh, you know, that is some tough stuff to, to leave, uh, you know, on a military spouse. So, uh. Uh, my hat's off to all of them out there. It's a tough life uh, wow. for that part of it. Now, as I, I stayed in a little longer, it gets better. But those early years were just, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, I enjoyed what I was doing. But, uh, you know, or when you come home and your your kids uh, don't recognize you and they're scared of you because they don't know who you are because uh, mm. you've been gone so long. That's heartbreaking. Um, you know, but I think my kids did okay. Yeah. 
you know, they've, they've gone on. Uh, my daughter's a social worker and uh, she, she, I think I mentioned earlier, but she recently reminded me, she said, you know, your early childhood was really pretty traumatic. So don't try to say it was, it was all fun and games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> social workers are my favorite people, right. by the way. <laughs> right. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um, Bob, Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for sharing today. I know you have could have so much more because I've I'm going through my notes here of what we've talked about and what you've written to me over the months. But I is there any last thing you wanted to make sure and put into your story today before we close? You know, I just uh, you know I, I wish everybody uh, you know the best uh, out there in their in their search, their hunt for others. Uh, you know, my heart is with you as long, you know, along with all the hearts of, you know, all of, all of the NPEs out there. Uh, again, we're all thankful that, that, uh, you take the time, uh, and energy and devotion, passion to, you know, to do this show and, uh, you know, uh, you know, give us a media, uh, to at least to speak our piece. And, uh, and we're very fortunate to have that. So don't, don't, uh, you know, um, don't give up, but, uh, you know, don't expect miracles either. Um, you know, things happen for a reason. Try to, you know, look at the, the positive light for, okay, given this, this turd that I've been given as good or bad as it may be, how can I turn it into a shiny piece of gold and help others? Uh, I think that's the one thing I take away from all this, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm going forward with, uh, because that's, uh, you know, just my center of gravity. And I, you know, sometimes I, weird as it may sound, I think others are, are, you know, uh, call them ghosts or whatever. Uh, somebody's pushing me to do that. I don't know who it is learning this information. I think it was, uh, Maya Angelou. What did she say? Something to the effect, new information will change me, but I will not be reduced by it. And I, th- I think that statement that she, you know, had that quote that she had, is very fitting for all MPs. We should not be reduced by uh, the information we learn, but we should be empowered by it. Thanks to Bob for sharing today. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.